Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Google Workspace Recap, a weekly show discussing all of the changes happening in Google Workspace. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co-host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up. Short episode for you today. Wow, episode 15 already. Can you believe that, Steve? I can. I mean, it's, uh, I can believe it. I can believe it. <laughs> it's definitely a lot. Uh, we've come a long way, and uh, just kind of means that we're what, what is that? Maybe a little bit less than, I don't know, a uh, fifth of the way through the year. Something like that, right? Something like that. And it went by so quickly, too. How are we in April already? What the hell? I know. Yeah, actually, that is, geez, that's 28% of the year gone already. More than I thought. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> All the projects at work that I have to get done that I thought I would have done by now. Hey, you got to get that project manager, right? I'm working on it. The uh, project management certification from Google. Oh, no. Over like on uh, Coursera. Person. There you go, oh, an actual yes. person. I would like to get an actual person to do project management for me. That would be yes. lovely, yes. Yeah, we definitely had a lot of uh, benefit from that in my previous role where we had a project manager, project manager working on our larger uh, rollouts of Salesforce and Workday work and those kind of things. It helped a lot. So if you can get it, it helps. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We got just two updates this week. You were on a want to run through those and some of our other topics and then we'll get started. Yeah, just two. Just a really quiet week last week. Um, we just have changes to the Google Workspace storage policies timeline. And then we have uh, restricting of third party API access to the Google to Google Workspace and end user data with a new app access control setting. And that was it. That was all the releases we had last week. Um, we do have two other, well, a couple other things we will be talking about this week. Uh, Google announced that they will be reigniting the recommended for Google Workspace program. So for those uh, kind of applications that are recommended by Google, uh, they will be, uh, you know, kind of extending that to more uh, more applications and um, third-party customers. Um, vendors that are publishing apps to the workspace store, things like that. And uh, we'll share some links with that and talk a little bit about that. Uh, we also, uh, timing today, we had a little bit of an outage and there's actually an incident report on that. So we'll talk a little bit about what happened today with the incident and uh, what Google's summary of that was. And then also, Jesse, you will be talking to us a little bit about the the new kind of unif unified workspace workflow that you have been using for the last day or so and uh, how much you enjoy that. What are the things that you're, uh, you know, you're liking and maybe some of the things you think can be improved. We'll get into that as well. Yeah, sounds great. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, I guess that's it. Let's jump right in. All right. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so as we, as we heard uh, earlier this year, maybe last year, um, there's, been a, there's been a few announcements um, over the last year or so um, about the changes to the workspace storage policies. And um, I think sometime in November uh, last year, they announced it. Um, what they're just going to be doing is giving us a little bit more time here uh, to prepare for those upcoming changes. So starting June 1st of 2021, those high quality photos start to count towards your drive quota uh, beginning then. And uh, there's no change to that timeline. So that's kind of remaining, as I said, remaining the same for that one. 
uh, February 1st, 2022. This is when any newly created docs, sheets, slides, drawings, forms, or Jamboard files will count towards storage. Existing files you have now within these products will not count towards storage unless they're modified on or after that date. So essentially, if you have a document in your environment and it's, you know, it's been there prior to February 1st, you don't, no one edits it and then it won't count towards storage. And if you are a customer that might have some files uh, shared with you from Google, for example, you will notice that in your Google Drive uh, interface uh, on the web, you will see some file sizes next to those Google Docs that are owned by Googlers or Google shared drives, things like that. Um, so that I noticed that a couple days ago. And I think as customers start to, to have those storage sizes uh, applied to them, uh, you know, I think after that date, that is kind of how you will uh, be able to see how much space that file takes up. So you can start to get an idea of how large uh, or how much storage a document takes up. So uh, I think it's probably, you know, it's probably going to be pretty similar to what you would uh, get on a file if you were to convert it into a an external uh, file format. Uh, I'd, I'd assume it's something close to that. And uh, for for this impact, and of course, admins and end users should be aware of this because um, it's going to impact your environment as an admin, you know, the storage quotas that you're going to have dependent upon the workspace SKUs that you are on. So keep that in mind. And uh, for, for admins, you know, you'll start to get some uh, additional visibility into the storage through the apps usage user report. And also, uh, I hope so from some of the APIs as well, uh, be able to get some file sizes on the native Google documents. Uh, I haven't seen any announcements on the APIs, but we'll keep an eye on that and uh, see if we start seeing uh, file sizes uh, in the info on that. And and that one, you know, this is going into effect for those rapid release and schedule release domains for the photo uh, storage impact. That's going to start June 1st. And then, of course, for the other doc sheets and slides, uh, that will start February 1st of next year. So we've got a little bit of time until that one uh, has an impact. And that's going to apply to all customers on Workspace and G Suite licenses. And then the second one that we have is we have the restriction of third-party API access to Google Workspace and those end-user data with the new app access control setting. So uh, now you'll be able to block all third-party API access to Google Workspace data with a new setting. So this will complement uh, the other available auth settings, which help you control uh, which third-party internal apps can access Workspace data. So when you head over to your um, security and API controls under the app access control section. You will have another little uh, tick box there just above the trust internal and domain owned apps, which you've had for a while. Uh, you'll now have that block all third party API access as an available option there. And for uh, rollout of this, this, uh, the setting will for admins, this feature will be off by default. So you will need to go in there and enable it if you need to and want to use this. And then for end user impact, uh, you know, because this will be off by default, there won't be there won't be any impact unless you turn you decide to uh, turn this on, of course. And then you might get some authorization errors if uh, your users start to use applications that need this access. And that should be out to all domains now, both on scheduled and rapid release. 
uh, and that's going to be hitting all Workspace and G Suite uh, customers. So that's it for the updates. Um, we uh, we then also saw you know Google talking about uh, reigniting the recommended for uh, Google uh, Workspace, and um, and that's going to really just be a program for. For those third-party customers, third-party AC customers, I mean, they're they're uh, application developers uh, building tools and software on top of Google, and uh, these these Google Workspace partners will receive new and enhanced benefits from Google, uh, things like specialized technical support, uh, some early access to APIs, and some roadmap reviews. Uh, reviews, and then on the promotional side, selected partners uh, will also receive some feature placements in the Google Workspace marketplace. And of course, benefit uh, or and also benefit from some coordinated co-marketing efforts uh, with Google. So, if you've got an app and you want to kind of get that submitted, there is a, a link that we will share in the show notes uh, so that you can start to apply for that. And uh, Google will start to announce uh, selected uh, partners later this year from those applications. Got to figure that after two weeks of close to no updates. Next week's going to have 35. Well, as long as they don't have that many, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> that would be a long episode. <laughs> we'll I, see. <laughs> um, there was an outage today. I know, Jesse, you said that you had heard about it, but you hadn't, you weren't impacted by it, right? Yeah, so I get the outage notification through, I don't know, three different Slack channels that I'm in. We were joking about the fact that we all get them in three different channels that we're in. Um, and perhaps that's a little bit too much to admit, but it, it definitely makes sure that we know something is going on, even if it's not happening to our organization. And yet, I didn't notice any impact in, in my organization, but um, there were definitely people out there that were having issues with it. Yeah, and that was it. Looked like that was um, an issue with the Google Drive and doc creation, right? Uh, so for for those of you that were impacted, it meant that you were unable to create a new doc on web and mobile and offline by any of the editors. And it looks like this outage lasted for about three hours. So there was a there was an instant report that Google created. Uh, again, we'll we'll link to that in the show notes. So you can have a read for that. But this was basically uh, it looks like the root cause was a service overload caused by a database replica move. So Google uh, mitigated that issue by stopping the change and then resharding the database to handle the new traffic or to handle the traffic. So that is what happened there. Um, so I think if you were impacted by this, uh, this might have an impact on your SLAs with Google. So keep an eye uh, on those percentages. And if you feel that you should get some service credit, make sure you reach out to Google uh, for those service credits. And uh, anything else you want to talk about uh, that, Jesse? You've, no, um, you covered it. Okay. Always good with the reminder there to uh, keep an yeah. eye on those service credits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Depending on how big your org is, you might get a dollar or two back, or if you're really big, you know, 10 or 20. <laughs> um, Every little bit helps. Does. Yeah. I mean, I think there was some, some substantial discounts uh, or credits. Uh, the last outage in December, that was a pretty big outage um, timeline-wise. Well, let's jump into something a little bit more interesting, I think. And that is your unified workspace workflow with this new chat uh, interface that includes 
you know, some of the files and tasks and also that side panel of other Google applications that you have. So take us through that, Jesse. Let's hear about that. Yeah, so I've been experimenting kind of on and off for the last several weeks with different workflows uh, utilizing living in Google Workspace because what ended up happening is I was using Asana, I was using uh, you know Docs, I was using Note keeping in Asana. I was using some other tools and I just found that when it came down to it, I had seven different places to put information about the meeting that I was entering into, whether it was in a Google doc or it was in Asana or it was in an email or whatever it was. And it was just all over the place. And I went, there's gotta, there's gotta be a better way. And I started thinking about, okay, well, what if I tried to consolidate everything into workspace? You know, Google's going for this unified approach. Let's buy in, let's dig deep and see what can be done with this total unified workflow kind of a setup. So I put a lot of thought into it and it's still an experiment. So come along with me and uh, I want to hear your thoughts, your feedback, uh, Steve, as well as our audience, because this is just the very beginning. It's the tip of the iceberg with, um, with Workspace. And essentially what I've been able to do is I was able to move all of my project management, all of my communications, my note taking and my task management into Google Workspace and most of it into two windows, Gmail and the chat PWA, which I've just discovered is even better. But I will touch on that in a second. Um, Google Meet, obviously, when I go into a meeting, opens up in another tab. So that becomes a third window. But, you know, that's still within the environment. So it's OK in the parameters of my uh, little experiment here. Uh, but essentially, it goes a little like this. Obviously, email is still the core of our communications um, infrastructure. It's uh, cross-compatible, interoperable with all of the other email services out there. So you're going to talk with all of the other companies that you're working with or clients, customers, whatever is going to be through email. Now that shift is beginning to take place. And a lot of that is moving towards chat, but email is still king. So Gmail, as you know, is where all of this stuff tends to live. And that still remains my cornerstone as well. So I always have that open on one window. But now in Gmail, I've got my Google Keep for notes. I've got Google Tasks in the sidebar for my tasks. And now I have um, in Google Chat, I have rooms and tasks in rooms and files in rooms. And even in the rooms that I'm in, if I put a, a Google Doc in there, I'm able to edit it in that file, as you all know. So essentially, I can do pretty much everything that I need to do for my workflow in Gmail. Okay, so what do I use the PWA for? So I like to have my Google Chat in another window. Uh, I don't like all of the little pop-up windows along the bottom of Gmail. I know that some of you do. It uh, doesn't really work for my mind. I much prefer to have it. Again, we've been over this. I've got a lot of monitors. They're large, and I have the resolution very tiny. Thank God I have very good eyesight, and I like to have as much as possible on, on the window um, at one time. And so with Google Chat in another window, I now have a full list of pretty much all the 30 or so people I chat with on a regular basis, not necessarily every day, but almost every day. And um, the rooms that I'm in as well, some of them external, most of them internal. And what I've started doing 
is for every project that's more than just like, a, oh, okay, this is a task I got to do kind of a thing, something that you would put in Asana or Monday or, or you know, your task management software, I've created a Google room for it, a Google chat room. And the reason for that is because then I can have a chat room, obviously, for the people that are in the project with me. So I add them in, but also because as Google says in their marketing materials, you have one place for your documents and for your conversations and for your tasks around that you know, that room. So for me, it's actually segmented down by project and it's worked out pretty well so far. The other people in my organization don't really know what I'm doing. So I've had to educate along the way, but as they kind of got into the workflow, they're like, Oh, Hey, the documents that I need for this conversation, or if I want to work on this project, I just go in and I open the room and the documents are right there. The tasks are right there. And so that's where it really starts to click for me that, Hey, this might actually have potential of being really useful for people because I admit, and I'm sure many of you will admit as well, we spend altogether far too much time searching for our documents, even though some of us, myself included, have a pretty good document file management structure and system. There's still those documents that you just throw into Drive or it's in Gmail or where the hell those documents are. Now you can have them all directly in the room. And I found that tremendously helpful. So... I'm really that just, covers. I'm you're really going to jump in. <laughs> well, you know what? I was just because I was I was watching the um, the video on the Neuralink that Elon Musk came out with, where you have <laughs> you know, the animals kind of controlling the game and everything. So I'm just waiting for the for the day when I can control you know my email and drive and files by just thinking about the file I want and having it appear on the screen rather than having to type anything in or take time of looking for it. Just you know, think it and it shows up. By that time, we better not have screens anymore. Dude, I wanted a well, virtual reality headset. No, you just want it in your, like a contact. <laughs> she needs a headset, just need a contact. That's that true. Overlays it right in front of you. Yeah. That's true. We're, I, I think Google has a patent on that already. <laughs> they or might. several. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that'd be great just to be able to think about it and have my uh, file show up. But until then, Google is making it useful by having them all in that in that one place in the room. And um, one of the things that it, that came up when I was starting this is, okay, well, if I create a task in a room, then what? Can I see it outside of it? And the answer is yes. If you create a task in a room and you assign it to somebody, it will show up in there, my tasks. So in my case, a lot of the tasks I'm doing is just reminders to me, oh, you have to do this thing. I'll assign it to myself and it will show up in the my tasks in the sidebar. Um, one shortcoming of tasks that I wish that they would improve, and I'm sure they will at some point, is I wish that it was able to have its own full screen window, kind of how Google Keep does. Um, this would make it a lot easier to kind of focus in on one area and to manage all of the tasks. And um, I think that breaking it out of just the sidebar or the app, I think the app is fantastic on on the iPhone, um, but I'd like to have that experience on the desktop more than just in the little sidebar area there. So, but we'll get there. Um, the other thing that I forgot to mention is my notes, my meeting notes. And this is something that I didn't think would work, but I'm using Google Keep for all of my meeting notes. And I'm in meetings almost all day, every day. And I make a purpose, I make a point rather to block out time on my calendar, pro tip, to get shit done. Because quite frankly, otherwise it just doesn't get done. And I end up with a thousand notes from a thousand meetings and all of these tasks that I'm not actually doing. So block time out in your calendar. Um, and then you'll be able to get some stuff done, but I digress. So what I, the way that I set up Google keep 
for note-taking is as follows. Every meeting gets a title. The title is kind of just a general, you know, topic with uh, who's in the meeting. And I've started creating tags in Google Keep with the people that are in the meeting and the topics that are discussed so that later on, if I want to look up, okay, this project name, you know, widget B, whatever it is, I can just go and click on that tag and bring up all of the things in widget B. Now, I could also likely use the search function, but this is more official that I know that I'm actually talking about details in the project instead of just mentioning it. Um, And then in there, I'm able to take all of my notes. Now, granted, it doesn't have the formatting options that I would want. Um, That is one thing that Google Keep is missing, even just the ability, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, to bold text or bullets. I know you can do checklists, but I don't think you can do bullets. Um, And I don't think you can bold text either. So I would like those two things added, Google, if you're listening. But overall, um, I mean, I just use creative space, spacing between my paragraphs and, and whatnot, and that breaks it up. And just like a Google Doc, it's always saving. And if my document of notes there, or my notes before it's a document, gets too unwieldy, there's a very easy uh, convert to a Google Doc button, uh, which you can then click on and and obviously continue your work in a Google Doc. Um, is this exactly how Google envisioned us doing it? I don't know. This is how I've been doing it. I hope I didn't forget anything in there. Obviously, honorable mention goes out to calendar, being open in my sidebar at all times and guiding me throughout the day. And the, oh, the PWA that I alluded to before, they are in the process of rolling out the updated um, UI for this, which brings the features of Google Rooms and the sidebar into the PWA, the way that it is basically in Gmail now, now is in the PWA. So you can access your files and your tasks in the rooms. And um, the sidebar shows up there with calendar right now, uh, keep and tasks. I imagine they're going to add more things as time goes on. But now that's been even more valuable for me because even if I don't have Gmail open on my one window, I always, always have my chat window um, front and in focus on the monitor that I have it on. Obviously, it's not the full screen, so I have other things on that monitor as well. But now I always have my calendar directly um, open and I can keep better track of the time as the day goes on, which, as I mentioned before, is really important because I'm in a lot of meetings and switching from one to the other and remembering, oh, I got to jump to this meeting now or this meeting has to end because I have another one, etc. That has been in the last day that I've been using the new PWA has been really helpful. Uh, Also, preliminary... um, experience on my end on my Windows 10 machine and not on my Mac, but on the Windows machine, it seems to be using a fifth of the RAM of Gmail. Uh, Gmail obviously is a very heavy application. We'll we'll see how the PWA continues to fare. But Steve and I were discussing this on Mac uh, just before the show here, and it looks like it's a much less of a difference between the two on a Mac. Steve's Mac well, is the M1. Mine you know is not. Something that so, I just noticed you real say. Real scientific here. Yeah. Something <laughs> I just noticed you say though, was that you're actually, you're comparing the, a Gmail, a single Gmail tab in Chrome to the PWA app. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I was looking at the, um, the previous PWA 
for chat and the new one. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm comparing because I see Gmail almost as a PWA. It's yeah. almost a full-blown app. The amount of stuff it does is amazing, right? right? But it's still in the browser. So in my experience on my Windows machine, then this could just be because it doesn't have the, the longevity there, the being open for a week and a half without reloading the window that caused it to eat up that much RAM. Uh, but the, the PWA did have something like a fifth of the amount of usage. Now on my Mac, they're about they're about equal right now. So, but then again, I only use this Mac for for tab geeks and production. Yeah. So not a very good experiment there. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that then and compare those on mine. I'm sure it'll be similar. Yeah. Yeah. So in short, um, I've got pretty much my whole workflow now crammed into Google Workspace. I have not used Asana other than looking up a couple of things from my old notes in about a week or two probably two weeks going on three. And, um, you know, it, it takes a little bit of thought to get set up because you have to really think about, okay, how do you want your task lists? What projects are big enough to warrant getting a room as opposed to just, you know, random tasks. And I do have a, just the, my tasks is, is full of uh, a bunch of random tasks that I have to get done that don't quite make it to project status yet. They may, they may graduate, but for now they're not. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, like I said at the beginning, email is still a big part of this, but now instead of keeping emails in my inbox, I very easily just drag the email into a task and say, remind me to follow up on this tomorrow or in a week or whatever. And then I respond to the email and archive, which I've never really done before. So it's really helping my productivity, helping my focus and, um, helping to keep me organized, which is exactly what we're paying Google for here. Right. Exactly. Uh, this sounds like a great opportunity for a blog post. Uh, I was going to say, I need to just transcribe uh, <laughs> this into a blog post. <laughs> yep. That'd be great. That'd be our first Coming soon. Yeah. yeah. To the workspace blog. <laughs> what do you think, Steve? Would that workflow work for you? I'm going to try it out. Definitely. I think, um, I think some of the features in there and some of the stuff you described will be, you know, useful for me as well. Um, be good to kind of sync with you and it's kind of, I want to understand a little bit more about those, uh, the meeting notes you're doing and the tagging of things there. Cause that seems pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And I really, you know, I wonder, I wonder how your workflow might change though, when Google comes out with the transcription of meetings and task assignment automatically through the transcriptions. Uh, cause that's going to be coming. Yeah. I'm waiting because that, yeah. that might just that might go directly into Google Doc and automatically assign tasks. And I don't know if it'll assign it. You, know, you probably won't be able to assign them to specific rooms like you're, you're able to do now with the manual kind of approach. Um, well, I predict that tasks in Google Docs are going to integrate, uh, not even integrate. They're going to merge with Google Tasks. Like right now, if I if I assign a, a task to you in a doc, does it show up in your my tasks? I don't think it does, does it? So where does it go? You just get an email. I, uh, it just is a, it's a, it's, a it's just document. in the doc. It's just the like doc. the chat, yeah. the chat that's just in the doc. Yeah. So I think both chat and tasks or assigned whatever in Google docs is going to merge with their other counterparts. That's it, my prediction. Well, it should, I think it should. <laughs> it makes sense, it right? I mean, that's what should. Google's doing here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I'll mention also is in terms of the PWA for chat is um, I pin everything. 
So all of the people that I mentioned, the 25 or so people that I talk to on a regular mm-hmm. basis and the 20 or so projects that I'm working on, they're all pinned because everything else will come and go. But I need to know this is where these documents and this is where these projects are. And some of them I've actually given uh, names that start with a number. So if I want them to be closer to the top, it'll be one and then project management name. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I noticed that in the new chat PWA with pinned items, they no longer, uh, pinned items no longer group together. The pinned items stay within their segment. So mm-hmm. if you have an individual user that you want to pin, it stays within the chat section. If it's a room that you pin, it stays within the room section, doesn't go into right. its own pin section, which I kind of liked over. And you can no longer over. manually rearrange them. Oh, yeah. That's. Which is um, why I throw the one or the two in there to force <sighs> it to arrange them the way I want. All those little things. You- yeah, they probably didn't notice those differences. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, you got to live in the environment like I do. Yeah. But I think that, you know, this really shows the full power of workspace and the fact that I can do all of these things. Now, granted, tasks needs work and needs its own um, uh, website or yeah, page app, or whatever. App, yeah, it's no app. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and keep needs some updates and things like that. And Google Meet needs to actually launch picture in picture and chat in docs and tasks in docs need to be integrated. We'll get there, you know, but the whole experience, especially when you take that and you take it on the go in mobile, like Google Tasks on the phone is awesome. Yeah, I use it for my shopping list when I'm out shopping with a few people <laughs> and we split up and then we all take sections of the list and then take it off. There you go. That's great. <laughs> You would you would totally excel at one of those uh, store shows where they give you five thousand dollars and right. two minutes to spend yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do my best. All right, well, that's the gist. That's it. That's it for this week, really. Yeah, really sh- another kind of short episode. I talked for like twenty minutes, and we're only at half an hour. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's a pretty good episode then given two updates and a few other topics that we covered. Uh, hopefully yeah. we're going to have some guests. We've got some uh, guests we're working on, uh, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll see when, uh, we can book them in, but yeah, some exciting, uh, guests coming up in the future. So stay tuned for, uh, to find out who the, who that's going to be and what topics we're going to talk to them about. And uh, continue to sign up for our newsletter and our Clubhouse event. Clubhouse event is what time this week, Steve? 7.30? Are we going to do one this week? Yeah, well, we had disappointed people when we didn't do one last week. So let's do it. I don't know. Do we got to commit to it or not? (laughs) I mean, you know, C2C is doing theirs on Thursday morning. Killing me with these 8 a.m. events, man. Yeah, well, we can, you know, we can always (laughs) schedule it for Wednesday evening. Uh, I think you like you like the seven thirty Pacific time, right? Seven thirty, eight o'clock is my sweet spot. After the kids are in bed, yep. had dinner, watching TV, and then get back into the hustle. Well, you know, I can join. You can join. And if anyone else does, great. If not, it's just you and me hanging out one more time during the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, seven thirty on Wednesday night on Clubhouse, simulcast on Google Meet. And if Steve is feeling extra frisky, it'll also be on Twitter Spaces and whatever Facebook's clone of it is. And I'm creating more work for Steve as I continue talking here. Oh my gosh, I don't even know (laughs) if I have access to Twitter Spaces yet, but if we do, we'll try. No, I do. Okay, well then see, there you go. You're giving yourself some work. Yeah. 
great. <laughs> um, what are those links for the newsletter and uh, and for Clubhouse, Steve? Recap dot at forward slash. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Do you know them? Because no, that's why I asked you. <laughs> well, um, I I don't remember right now. I don't have them on top of my head. Uh, I'm gonna guess forward slash newsletter and forward slash Clubhouse. That sounds about right. Yes. If we're smart people, hey, forward slash newsletter is correct. I got one at least. There we'll, you go. Let's check yeah. Clubhouse. Why yeah, are we Clubhouse. doing this live on the air? Hey, why not? <laughs> just, so nope. we, just so we can forward slash Clubhouse is a is a four hundred four. Oh, all right. Oh no, that's wrong. I did it. I didn't do it through the short link. I did it through the website. Yeah. It should be called recap dot at forward slash Clubhouse. See, look at that. And that it. goes to the blog post with the links to both the Google Meet and the Clubhouse and Perfect. one of these days I'll get myself a proper Clubhouse bio so that I don't look like um, what's his name Steve Buscemi in, the, in Buscemi in that movie where he's like uh, hello fellow teens what's up <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about we'll get some new images there once, you, once you've got that let me know okay sure all right, let's wrap this up. We're just rambling at that at this point. That's all for this week. Send us your questions and comments. Then we'd have more to talk about in a shorter episode. I mean, send us on Twitter at Workspace Recap and on our website at WorkspaceRecap.com. Hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and have a great week. And maybe we'll see you on Clubhouse, and uh, we'll see you next time on Workspace Recap.